Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by fanjunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. And welcome to a Tuesday edition of Fan Junkies Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, is Mike, the well-rested McShane. Well, I would hope. You know, I'm not sure. i got to check. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> you want me to come over and put a mirror under your nose? No, I'm, I, you don't need to do that. I'm, I'm, I know I'm alive. I'm just hoping I'm <laughs> well-rested. I think I am. That's good. Well, for nobody that doesn't know, Mike went to Cooperstown this past Sunday. Yes. And had a little bit of trouble getting home from Cooperstown. Getting home, yes. Well, it, it was a great day. Um, and, of course, as I mentioned before, I had never been there. So, wow, I mean, it was just phenomenal going through the place. Um, uh, it was a bus tour type of trip, so uh, there were a bunch of us. And, uh, well, bus broke down right as we entered the Pennsylvania Turnpike there at Clark Summit. Pulled over to the side. No power, and uh, well, we ended up waiting, I guess, close to three hours or more for another bus to come and get us. Got in at about 2 a.m. in the morning. But did you have a good time in Cooperstown? Yes, absolutely. Good. It was, that, that's you know that was the sad part about the whole day was, you know, uh, it was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful day, and the weather was terrific for us. Yeah. The weather's been horrible around here recently, but. The weather while we were there at uh, at Cooperstown was terrific. Uh, poured rain on the way back, but uh, mercifully not when we were standing alongside the, you know, on the outside waiting for the other bus. It didn't rain then, thank God. But yeah. So needless to say, you know, little uh, uh, little lackadaisical yesterday. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know what? This Thursday you can tune into Five Minutes to the Friday House, and you can watch a very cool excerpt of. Mike, sidekick, Harold, and Kumar go to Cooper's tent. There you go. It would be really cool. So, Mike, let's, uh, we're only doing a half hour today. Right, right. Not many things to discuss today. Not many hot topics around the sports landscape today. But we do have a lot of NBA rumors. We have some NHL rumors. Well, we'll get into the MLB standings, and we will talk about a couple other little things here and there. But first, let's start it off right with today in sports. Today in sports, I'm not going to go back too far. 1995. Hideo Nomo became the first Japanese player to be selected to the All-Star game. I loved watching Hideo Nomo pitch. I, I, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, what, that's only eight years ago, Jonathan. You know, when you think about it, only eight years ago. Wasn't that long ago. Uh, hard, to, hard to believe, actually. Eight years ago? No, it was longer than that. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Eighteen years ago. Eighteen years ago, yeah. All right, yeah, I'm a little slow on the uptake. Yeah, well, listen, it's that Cooperstown 18. trip. 
eight. You know, you come from Cooperstown and you drop that kind of knowledge. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, okay. You almost, you, you, listen, it took you a couple seconds to, to catch on that I. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I think I was like, wait a minute, it wasn't eight years ago. Yeah, okay, ninety-five. Okay, yeah. yeah. But but like I said, I loved watching it down on what pitch. He that that's still today one of the most unorthodox ways of pitching I've ever seen. Still doesn't seem that long. I don't know. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't. I mean, since, go back anytime you go back to the '90s, it feels like it was just yesterday. It does. You know what? You really don't feel like you're out of that beginning to middle 2000s here. You know? Exactly. It doesn't feel like we're going towards 2014. That's what I'm trying to say. Or the second decade. You know, oh, man. We're approaching the second decade of the 21st century. Crazy. I, you know what, man? I remember 1999. I know. 2000 was going to end. Everybody was so worried about Y2K. Oh, my God. It's good. We're 14 years in later, man. Unbelievable. Yep. Crazy stuff. All right, Mike, let's uh, throw a couple things out here. Let's talk MLB real quick. Uh, today, the original whistleblower from the Biogenesis case with Major League Baseball, Port Fisher, will be meeting with the MLB to um, – discuss about all his extensive details and reports that he has and will provide evidence that PEDs were purchased by Ryan Braun, Alex Rodriguez, and many, many other Major League Baseball players. So that's today, Mike. Yeah. And Porter Fisher will be getting paid a consultant's fee for Major League Baseball for his cooperation today. And that's the part I do not like. Well, of course. You know, if we're going to be paying consultants to come forward to talk – then it's going to be brought to question. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I do not understand why Major League Baseball continues to pull this nonsense. It, it's going. It, this is going to become a real problem. I'm telling you, legally, I have said it from the beginning. I'm going to say it again. This, this that is wrong. Yeah. I still think a lot of these guys are going to get the play without without punishment. It's very possible if yeah. if, if MLB's case is going to be completely based upon people that they paid to speak. So, uh, uh, don't get me started on it. Honest to God, I, I really – Major League Baseball, I think, is making a big, big mistake in the way they're handling this. Yeah. Well, we got Slim Jr.'s uh, in the room right now saying make steroids legal. Um, huh. I guess they made crack legal by you, so. Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've heard a lot of other people actually make that claim as well. Just make it legal and then guess what? We'll enjoy the game. And it won't matter, and, uh, I, yeah, I, I... Oh, listen, you know what? I got a problem with that, Mike. I say if you make steroids legal, there's a lot of other things you're going to have to make legal, so... Well, I, 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 the longer we go, Jonathan, they're making everything legal, so, you know, it might might not be, it might, might just happen. Hey, why not? Make heroin legal, too. Go for it. Heroin makes games fun. Hey, look at all the coke on the uh, 1986 Mets team. That was one of the funnest teams I've ever seen. There you go. Make that legal, too. Like a brand says, why don't you make a, uh, a you know a steroids league? Steroid league. <laughs> I like that. I like. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you, Jose Canseco is going to be a coach. That that just uh, I I'm, anyhow. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear they're meeting with somebody that they're paying. Yeah. Hope it gets them something. You know, as he rats out Ryan Braun, and everybody's going to sit there and go, yeah, but did he really mean it? I mean, my gosh, he was paid a couple of thousand dollars. Oh, man. Unbelievable, let me tell you. Um, let's uh, jump over to uh, a little bit of football here, Mike. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got to ask you. I read this, and, <laughs> it, it, you know, you and I have talked. We write a lot of stuff on a lot of our websites, and a lot of people comment over the headline of the articles that we write without ever reading it. 
Yeah, well, yeah. they comment without knowing what the hell we are talking about, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I think Dayon Branch is one of those people <laughs> because of some of his comments he threw out here. And, and, you know, his comments blow my mind because it's like, did you not read the charges? Did you not hear the evidence that they have mm-hmm. against Aaron Hernandez, Mike? Right. And here's how it goes down. Dion Branch is standing by Aaron Hernandez. Now I'm going to read his quotes straight from Dion Branch, and then I, I want to get your opinion on what he said. Dion Branch, this is what he said, end quote. Aaron is a great guy and a great friend of mine and a great teammate. I love him to death, and it was shocking to hear his name involved in this situation. I truly hope and pray he doesn't have any dealings with it. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. It really shocked me. He was a great kid. Overall, I hope the best that he isn't involved with it, and I hope he gets his name clear. But most importantly, I send my prayers and condolences out to the Lloyd family. End quote. I don't know, man. Those two comments there kind of contradicted each other a little bit, number one. Number Which two, comments? it's like, you know, hoping, oh, man, you know, he's a great, 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 great guy, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes down to he was a great kid. But he I was. hope he doesn't have anything involved with it. Was, so, was, past tense. Yes, okay. exactly. So how do you go from he's a great guy to he was a great guy mm-hmm. in the same thing? Um, I, I don't know, Mike. I read this and I just shook my head. I was like, freaking moron. I um, I understand and I, w- I, I appreciate people who are supportive of others. And I would uh, – listen, I appreciate if Dion Branch – is a friend of Aaron Hernandez's, and you know, friends in time of in times in situations like this, you know, you you'd like to think that you know you're always going to have somebody that's going to stand there and support you. I think Dion Branch's mistake here is to make his comments as public as they are. Yeah. Uh, if if he felt that way, if he feels the way that 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 article portrayed it, uh, then you let. Aaron Hernandez know that privately somehow or another, um, but you don't come out publicly right now. Not right now. Just leave it alone at this point right now. I, I, I think Dion Branch made himself look very, very foolish. Yeah. Well, then, you, you know what? You had another Patriot, uh, you know, former Patriot come out, and that's Matt Light, Mike, who Matt yeah. Light doesn't talk much, never – Right. Has, I, honestly, I don't think Matt Light has a bad bone in his body. Right. Especially from everything we've heard from – Patriots fans, from people that, you know, beat right for the Patriots, who've had so many dealings with Matt Light, there's not a bare bone in this guy's body. So he comes out and says, I never talk about other guys, but I will say I have never embraced, never believed in anything Aaron Hernandez stood for. Right. You know, this is a guy that was on the team with Aaron Hernandez. He came out, and I hate to say it, Matt Light, respected veteran of the Patriots. I, 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 I wouldn't so much as go to put Branch in there. But, I mean, for a guy like Matt Light to come out and say what he said, that speaks a lot. Yeah, it, it, it does. Uh, and as you pointed out, you've got two kind of uh, contrary uh, uh, perspectives on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, as I said, uh, Dion Branch should probably just have kept his comments to himself. I guess, in fairness, I have to come back and say, well, uh, Light should have as well probably just kept his comments to himself for the moment. Yeah. And leave everything. Well, you know, I, I guess you do, but you know, when you got a lot of uh, beat writers beating down on your door. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Trying to get comments from me. I yeah, think, you know what? It, 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 it 
drive you just to say something to get rid of them. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. That, and that's the main world. It's in both cases for both Branch and Matt Light. Right. Just think Matt Light went a little bit better around it than Dion Branch. I think Dion Branch would have said, you know, let's let's see what the court has to say first, and then well, I'll make a comment. Exactly. Exactly. No, not uh, saying he's a great, great guy, but then not even a half a second later contradict himself saying, well, he was a great guy, you know? So, yeah, it's um, I I found I found Branch's comments to be somewhat alarming, just from the standpoint that I I just kind of felt that uh, he probably should have kept them to himself for the moment. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Mike, because I read this the other day and I just brought it up again real quick. So while we're while we're talking about it, uh, Elliot Shore Parks from NewJersey.com was talking about, of course, Aaron Hernandez being released. And then he said, could the Patriots and Eagles talk trade for Brent Selleck? Is Brent Selleck on the trade block for the uh, for the Eagles? Is that why uh, this is being discussed? Or? There's been rumor of it. Um, I personally don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's – I think this is the scheme that, that Kelly probably wants to, to run here in Philadelphia. And to take Selleck out of that mix, I think, would uh, potentially bollocks up some of that scheme that he wants to run. Yeah. But uh, – no, there has been talk of that, and it's it, 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 the interesting thing about that, Jonathan, is that there seems to be getting a bit more traction to that particular rumor, uh, particularly in the past two to three days. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm always uh, a firm believer of where there's smoke, there's fire, and you got to wonder whether there might be some truth to it. I don't think personally it's going to happen, but uh, you know, look, I, I could be completely wrong. I could, you know, we could find out. You know, sometime this afternoon that Brent Selleck's been moved over to the New England Patriots. Now, with Brent Selleck going, it would leave James Casey, Zach Ertz, and Clay Harbor as your three tight ends on the roster. Can those three be effective for the Chip Kelly scheme? I I don't think so. Okay. So now, then, what's now, wait, the wait, idea of those, trying to trade Brent Selleck? One of those one of, is one of those um, our, our drafty. Yeah, James Casey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think the idea had been that we were going to try to run the uh, two tight end set, uh, and I think you're going to want a veteran in there, and I think that you know that veteran obviously is Selleck. Yeah. So that's why I kind of dismissed the rumor a bit, albeit as I pointed out, it is getting a little more traction recently. Yeah. But why though? Why? Why? Why would you want to trade a guy like Brent Selleck? What's 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 the reason why the Eagles would want to trade Brent Selleck? Is 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 just because they think he doesn't have it in him to be tight end for them? Or there's been there's been some chatter uh, about his work ethic. Okay. Recently, now you know I can't speak to it because I'm not there in 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 uh, practices and training camps and whatever. I don't know. Uh, Brent Selleck has always appeared to me to be a stand up guy. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily have any kind of issue with him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm saying to you, Jonathan. I think a I think a veteran tight end is something that this Chip Kelly uh, offense is going to want, mm-hmm. and that's why I would be somewhat surprised if they moved him. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if they moved him in a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you we let a couple of these other guys get some playing time, and it wouldn't surprise me in a year from now if all of a sudden you saw Brent Selleck move. But I think this year, the way things are, it being the first year with this new regime. Uh, I'd be I'd be somewhat surprised. Yeah, unbelievable. Because they're saying that if they called the Patriots and offered a mid round pick, that the Eagles would most likely listen and probably send them for. I, I for really for a mid round pick? Come on. Yeah. I, I don't get it. 
Um, I don't either. I don't know. You sent me a story yesterday, Mike. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez jerseys are selling for upwards of $250 on eBay. Wow. What in the hell is wrong with people? Yeah, you got to wonder. And, I mean, look, it was just the other day. I think we were talking about it right here when on Friday, Jonathan, that the New England Patriots themselves had offered out to their – to their fan base, that they would, in fact, exchange any Aaron Hernandez jerseys for any jersey they wanted, Yeah. which I, you know, I commanded them and I applauded them for it. I said, wow, what a terrific gesture on the part of a team that really had nothing to do with this situation, yeah. but it's almost as if they're kind of taking a bit of a hit for it. Yeah. Uh, and, and here, no, no sooner do you have the Patriots team doing that, and then you're reading that you've got some sharks out there on eBay who are who are cashing in, making Boku bucks off of his jerseys? Yeah. Why would anybody even consider spending that kind of money on on his jersey? I don't know. I don't know, but it's funny because Chris Chase from For the Win writes in his article today uh, or yesterday. If you're a sports fan who thinks you'll be able to send your kids to college because you'll be able to sell the Hernandez jersey for ten times its value in 2023, <laughs> then I have some beanie babies in a safe exactly. deposit box that might interest you. Exactly. I thought that I, I was just, a great line. I thought that was a wonderful line in there. You know, most people work hard for their money, Mike. I, I just don't see why. You know what? It's not like Aaron Hernandez was some great guy. True. A legendary football player who died tragically. When people start putting things up on eBay of that, like when Michael Jackson died, all his memorabilia was going up on eBay, I could see why people who wanted to collect that kind of stuff would go out and pay money for it. This I just don't see. I don't see. There's something kind of... Uh macabre about it mm-hmm. to me it's almost as if they're these these folks that are trying to sell this stuff are trying to cash in excuse me on some sort of uh sentiment of uh you know gangster you know that that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, uh clientele i think they're trying to cash into or are, are the are the gangster wannabes yeah you know uh because i can't imagine anybody in their right mind Wanting to own an Aaron Hernandez jersey, signed or unsigned, frame it and put it on their wall. Oh, it could be those gangbangers too. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. that's the clientele that these guys are trying to cash cash in with. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. That I wouldn't doubt. You know. But I think it's disgraceful. Yeah. I really do. I think it's disgraceful. I and again, I hate to make it sound like I'm prejudging Aaron Hernandez because that's one of the things that I think we all need to kind of step back from at a moment. And just recognize, listen, this guy should not be tried in the court of public opinion. He's going to get his day in court. Let it work out there. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm prejudging him. But at the same time, you almost can't help yourself when, you know, as you pointed out, Jonathan, so much much evidence has already been submitted that, you know, it certainly appears that uh, we've got ourselves a situation. Well, that's the thing. There's so much evidence right now against him. Right. That... He's guilty until, and then you know he's guilty until proven not guilty. Well, in this see, case, that's not the way it's really. That's, it's not supposed to be that way, that way, right? But I mean, seriously, if it comes back and they do have his DNA on a piece of chewed bubble gum next to a, uh, you know, a shell casing that was used to murder this guy, I, I hear you. I hear you. What what could be said or 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 shown that will show him as not guilty? Yeah, you know. 
I mean, it's 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 not like it's some you know crazy case where you know they're they're hunting for evidence and they're having trouble finding anything dependent on it. But there's just so much right now. The thing with this particular here, here's here's what this case needs, Jonathan. Though, what this case needs is a smoking gun, and the smoking gun would either be a weapon that could be directly placed into his hands, or an eyewitness that can directly put him right there at the scene, pulling the trigger. Yeah, that's what this case needs, and it doesn't have that yet. Well, I, I honestly think the his, his DNA at the scene of the crime is the smoking gun. I mean, it, it is. You know, and but it doesn't put the gun in his hand. They have the gun. That's the thing. Well, well, it doesn't put the gun in his hand. It doesn't have him pulling the trigger. They the got, trigger could have been pulled by one of the others. Yeah, if they listen, they got two other people. If the two other right. uh, you know guys who were arrested say, "Well, Aaron Hernandez pulled the trigger," they're going to believe the two against one. So, Correct. Yeah. Correct. So it is what it is. Either way, I'm sorry. All three of them were there. All three of them should be charged with murder. I don't give a shit who pulled who pulled the trigger. I hear you. You know. I understand. So, accessory or the murderer, I I think they're both to blame. That's it. So, let's talk a little NBA, Mike. Uh, we right. got a little uh, over nine minutes left in the show. A lot of stuff happening. Um, so here is where we will start. Knicks made a deal acquiring Andrea Bargnani from the Toronto Raptors for Marcus Camby, Steve Novak, and a couple of uh, draft picks. Quentin Richardson will be signing in trade going along with the deal as well. Right. Also, Nick's getting ready to offer um uh to offer Elton Brand a contract. Um I like that. We got Mike Dunleavy uh signing with the Bulls yesterday on a two year deal. The New Orleans Pelicans making a rather lucrative and in my mind ridiculous offer to Tyreek Evans of the Sacramento Kings. Right. Andre Blotch staying with the Brooklyn Nets on a one year deal. Uh, Pacers keeping point guard Watson. Who else do we have here? Um, Heat, Spurs, and a couple other teams are among the suitors that are going to go after Greg Oden, who's trying to make his return to basketball, Mike. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Chris Paul. And here, here, here's the big one of, of, of the uh, – all the, of the day, yeah, of the day. Right. Agreeing to a $107 million extension with the Clippers, Mike. This makes the Clippers one of the better teams in the league because Chris Paul was the Clippers last season. A lot of money, though, buddy. It is, but guess what? He's the best point guard in the league. I agree, and and look, we're not. You know, neither one of us is surprised by the fact he's staying because uh, even Julie Bueller the other week when we had her on said that she thought that was going to be the case. Well, Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc Rivers, and then and then Paul stays. So uh, that that stays as it is, and I don't think either one of us are surprised by it. Uh-huh. Let me go back to your. Um, uh, let me go back to your team for a moment, Jonathan. Uh, to your Knicks uh, sure. uh, moves there. Uh, the, the Toronto deal, I think, was an excellent one. Yes. I, I, I'm not going to say it was an excellent one, Mike, but I like the deal a lot. Okay. Now, why are you high on Elton Brand? Why Why am I high on the deal? On Elton Brand. Oh, on Elton Brand. Oh, it's yeah. easy because the Knicks, to be successful in the NBA playoffs, you need to be big, Mike. Right. The Knicks were not big. I mean, right. when you've got your small forward playing power forward and your shooting guard playing small forward, you're not a big team. Right. I am high. Sidekick, I am. Uh, you know, so now you get rid of two contracts that you would never be able to get rid of. The old injury played Marcus Camby. Absolutely. I think that's why, I think that's one of the reasons it's a good move. Go ahead. Now, I like Bargnani and I love Brand coming off the bench, if that's what's going to happen. I like them. You got Bargnani who's going to come and who's going to play close to like 30 minutes a game. Elton Brand around 25 minutes. By doing that, you limit Amare Stoudemire and his knees to around 20 minutes a game, Mike. And I think that's, or it could be effective off the bench at 20 minutes and nothing more. Mm-hmm. 
So they get bigger. If it happens, if they can keep Kenyon Martin, you got Tyson Chandler, Kenyon Martin, Elton Brand, Andre Bargnani, and, and Amare Stoudemire. Much, much better than Tyson Chandler, Amare Stoudemire, a injury played Rashid Wallace because he broke down before even a half of the season came. Mm-hmm. Marcus Camby, who couldn't even get on the court, right. signing guys like Earl Barron. So right now, they're upgraded. If, if that happens, if they bring in an Elton Brand, they're heavily upgraded from last year. Who's your starting five? Who's the starting five? Yeah. That remains to be seen. I think it would be Tyson Chandler. Right. Possibility of Elton Brand. I know. Which, you know he would play 25 minutes, so he would come out. You know, uh, Andre Bargnani would come in. Carmelo Anthony, which is what I like, goes back down to the small forward position, like where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And then you'd most likely have him on Shumpert and Ray Felton. But this is just the beginning of the offseason. Shumpert could go. Tyson Chandler could go. We're hearing a lot of rumors that two of those guys are being chopped. So it really depends on who they bring in now if they do get rid of Tyson Chandler and Iman Shumpert. So. My assessment is your bench is better. I'm not sure your starting five is yet. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's who they bring in now at the power four position. If they somehow swap out and bring David Lee back to the Knicks, Mike, their starting five is so much more better than it was last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, just by massive amounts of percentage, it's better. Right. But that's the thing. Who can they bring? They need to bring in a big who's who's just a beast on the boards, Mike. That's what they need. They need that. But I like the Bargnani deal because – it opens up the paint for guys like Chandler and Mello right now. I think I think that's a great move on your part. That's my personal assessment. I, guess, I think that's a great move. You give up a first-round draft pick, and you give up two second-round draft picks. The second-round draft picks, honestly, nobody really cares about. Right. The first-round draft pick, I, you know, I was a little pissed off about it at first, Mike, but at the same time, the Knicks don't draft well. They don't. Since Patrick Ewan, Charlie Ward has been the only Knicks player to play at least 10 seasons with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. After him, David Lee at five. Before that, everybody's at either two or three. They don't draft well because when they do draft well, they end up getting rid of the player. Mm-hmm. They're drafting for other teams in my mind. So, you know what? If you can get rid of contracts that you need to get rid of to open up cap, and you can bring in a big who can shoot from the outside is not going to hog up the paint alongside Tyson Chandler and Mello, you got to do it. Right. You know, nobody's saying Bargnani's going to come in here and be just this – you know, big-time NBA player, because he's not. But he's going to give you an effective 25 to 30 minutes. Absolutely. So Absolutely. We'll see what goes on there. Also, uh, hearing that the uh, Spurs are in serious talks with the uh, Phoenix Suns to acquire center Marcin Gortat for center Tiago Splitter. I guess they really fell out of uh, love with Tiago Splitter in that playoff series, Mike. Yeah, I don't you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's kind of got me scratching my head, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, that's all right. with that. Also, now let's talk NHL here. Tim Thomas, who took a year off uh, from the Boston Bruins and uh, went to the uh, Islanders in the trade, is eyeing a comeback to the National Hockey League. Mike, if your Flyers took up, picked up Tim Thomas, how would you feel about that? I, I'm not. I'm not in favor of it. Okay. Why not? Uh, I'm not. Well, mostly because of his age. Um, now, if he's a stopgap for one or two seasons until you do find that goalie of the future. Would you rather see Tim Thomas start for the Flyers or stick with Steve Mason and some crony backup? No, I, I mean, if, if that's the only choice I've got, no, then I'd want Tim Thomas to start. Um, you know, but and, – and, by the way, uh, from what we've heard from Paul Holmgren, uh, the Flyers still making the goaltending position a high priority. 
So it's evident that they're not 100% happy with the prospect of running with Steve Mason, you know, as a starter throughout the entire season. You and I talked about that. He's not an 82-game goaltender. No. But so it's evident that we need goaltender something. from, Toronto, uh, you know, Corey Schneider ends up getting traded for really not that much either. So right, right. all these goalies are moving, and it doesn't seem the Flyers are in on anything. Well, it seems, the, what, Dean Pietro is going to be available as well. <laughs> oh, my God. If you guys sign Dean Pietro. I know. I hear you. <laughs> Listen, honestly, I think DPH was done in the NHL after this buyout. So, so. I actually, so do I. Oh man, but if you guys sign DPH, oh, man, I don't know though. I think somebody actually will take a flyer on him. Honestly, he's he's gonna have to sign for the league minimum for somebody to really give him a look. I I just don't see it. The, the guy can't stay on the ice, man. I know. Uh, let's go through the MLB standings here real quick. American League East: Baltimore Red Sox hold a two and a half game lead over the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, let's see. AL Central, Cleveland has a half-game lead over the Detroit Tigers, Mike, in first place, 7-3 in their last 10. Yep. AL West, Texas has a half-game lead over Oakland, 8-2 and two in their last 10, playing really, really good baseball. NL East, Atlanta with a four and, uh, excuse me, six-game lead over the Washington Nationals. In the NL Central, Pittsburgh with a two-game lead over the Cardinals now, Mike. Wow. Nine games in a row. Nine and one in their last 10. That's huge. They're the best team in baseball. Absolutely. NL West. The mediocre division, Mike, we're still at it. Arizona Diamondbacks, one-and-a-half game lead over Colorado, two-and-a-half game lead over San Diego. But look at this. L.A. Dodgers, eight and two in their last ten, three-and-a-half games back now, Mike, out of first. Anybody could win that division at this point. Oh, man, listen, the Dodgers are blown up, and you have to give credit to their rookie outfielder. He has been huge yep. for the L.A. Dodgers, Mike. Yep. Just monstrous. All right, well, listen, a minute left in the show, Mike. That's really it for today's show. Really not a lot of things to talk about, unfortunately, today, so that's why we are sticking to the half hour. So we're going to throw this out to everybody now. Mike McShane, John Leary of Sports Blogger Radio, and myself will be doing a video series on Google Hangouts that will upload to YouTube as well, where we will interact with the fans via webcam. It's going to be more of a roundtable-type discussion on all, all things sports. And um, what we want from you, the listeners, is to help us name the show. Come to the Fan Junkies Radio Facebook page and Throw a name out to us for the show. It's going to be a half-hour video series. If we pick your name, we will give you a shout-out on our first episode, and it is going to debut sometime in August. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that big time, Mike. All right. Also, starting right after the All-Star break, Tanya Mercado of CityFieldsOfDreams.com, Mike McShane and myself, in the dirt on Spreecast.com, a weekly baseball show that's going to be around a half an hour, Mike, every Tuesday night. There you go. Really looking forward to that, where, once again, we'll interact with the fans. So that's what we can do, Mike. You got it. All right, so uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And for Mike McShane, I'm Jonathan Ragus. We'll see you on uh, tomorrow. Yes, we will. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.